0: Hebrews chapter 8. And beginning in verse 6. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of God. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, And so I showed no concern for them declares the Lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying know the Lord For they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest for i will be merciful toward their iniquities and i will remember their sins no more in speaking of a new covenant he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away let's pray great god be exalted achieve all your objectives In this the preaching of your word we ask this in jesus name amen please be seated the old covenant the old testament as we often refer to it was external written on tablets and if you remember put inside the ark or chest of the covenant and in the new covenant the promise was something different it would be internal we read in verse 10 for this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord I will put my laws not into a chest not into an ark but into their minds and write them on their hearts and then covenant language and I will be their God and they shall be my people We saw last time that this refers to what is known as the new birth to be born again this is not an elite group of christians among christians it's the only type of genuine christian jesus said unless a man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god it's a necessity we must be jesus said you must be born again john chapter 3. we saw last time it's a sovereign act of god it's something only he can do it's not done it's not achieved by human calculation by wise people in a service just getting the background noise right the right setting the right music the right tone of voice and if you can manipulate people enough you can get some kind of decision from someone no this is an act of God this is something only God can do he does it by himself alone technically theologians refer to this as a monogistic work mono we know that word stereo is two mono is one and this is a one work by one God he alone causes the new birth he does it through the means of the preaching of the word we saw last time there's a difference between the call that we hear with our ear and the call that we hear in our hearts And that is what the Holy Spirit alone can do. Man can call by the ear and say, Sinner, come to Christ. But the Holy Spirit comes, and like Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus said, Lazarus, come forth. He says to the sinner, dead in trespasses and sins, come alive. And we come willingly in repentance and faith to Jesus Christ. This is a necessity to be born again. This is a sovereign work, and it's a permanent work. We saw in jeremiah 32 verse 38 they shall be my people and i will be their god familiar words and i will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever do you believe in a god who can do that who can open the heart and put his fear inside so that that person who was a slave to sin had a heart Which was of stone now beats to know Christ. The fear of God's there, and it's there not for eight years, ten years, but forever. That's the God of the Bible. For their own good and the good of their children after them, and I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them, and I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. That's what we call in theological language the perseverance of the Saints you and I must persevere in faith we must but God is so good that the faith he puts on the inside of us is a persevering faith we persevere because he preserves that's why all the glory for our salvation doesn't go to us at the end of it wow you deserve an applause from all the angels look at you big boy no all the glory goes to him because he's the source of our faith he's the author of our faith and the perfecter of it and the one who began the good work in the child of god will bring it to completion and it wasn't you it was him we must persevere and all his people will because he preserves praise the lord i'm confident of this very thing paul wrote in philippians 1 6 that he that's not us he that began the good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of jesus christ well in hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 we're continuing the quote from jeremiah 31 verses 31 through 34 it's the longest quote of the old covenant in the new and we read in verse 11 and they shall not teach each one his neighbor do you see that each one his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me in the New American Standard it reads this way and they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying know the Lord for all will know me none will be in need of teaching to know the Lord I want that to just hit our ears and us to reflect on that this is not saying that there'll be no need for teaching of a certain kind but under the new covenant it is saying this there's a certain type of teaching that will be unnecessary what is it the teaching of knowing God knowing god in what sense well to answer this question we need to understand the knowledge of god according to the old covenant and then contrast it with the new in the old covenant we have what is called mediated knowledge of god that's a big word but it means that there's a go between between there's god and there's us and there's someone in between who's the voice of god to us many times that was an angel many times it was a representative of him like Moses like the prophets but it wasn't God speaking directly to the people of God it was mediated his voice was mediated his teaching was mediated through someone through a messenger it was not direct it was mediated let us learn that new word if it is a new word for us it means this everything the people knew about God came through the man of God came through an angel came from someone other than God directly God was the author of the message but he used people he used his angels his angels were a wind of fire who did his will spoke forth the Word of God Moses of course was a mere man but he was the man of God's choosing to mediate the knowledge of God let's keep our place in Hebrews if you've got a bookmark or a way of uh, keeping your place in Hebrews 8 that would be good and go to the book of Exodus Exodus chapter 20 where we have the Ten Commandments laid out famous chapter in our Bibles but I want to go to the end of it and see what is written there Exodus chapter 20 beginning in verse 18 now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking that's a lot for the senses to take in i'd say wow that's a lot going on ten commandments and then wow look at the noise look at the flashes look at the sound of the trumpet the mountain smoking the people were afraid i guess so and trembled i guess so and they stood afar off and moses said this and god let let me continue to read and said to moses this is what the people said you speak to us and we will listen but do not let god speak to us lest we die all right uh yeah uh this is a bit too much for us this is a little too scary for us moses you be the man of god you talk to god you tell us what he said but as for this god direct thing (laughs) Uh, we'd rather not if that's okay Uh, we'd rather not Uh, you go you be the spokesperson but don't let God speak to us because we're gonna die Moses said to the people do not fear for God has come to test you that the fear of him may be before you that you may not sin the people stood afar off Moses says, Don't fear. It had no reaction except they stood afar off and they kept afar off. The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Let's go on in our Bibles Exodus, then Leviticus, then Numbers, then the fifth book of our Bible, Deuteronomy. Deutero, which means two. And nomos means law this is the second reading of the law that's what the word or the name deuteronomy means deuteronomy 31 the last verse of chapter 31 deuteronomy chapter 31 look at verse 30 then moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. Ascribe greatness to our God, the rock his work is perfect for all his ways are justice a God of faithfulness and without iniquity just and upright is he so again this is what we've already read in Exodus this is now Moses speaking on behalf of God God was speaking through Moses all of this is summed up in a phrase we've already heard read in our service today Psalm 103 verse 7 he made known his ways to Moses his acts to the people of Israel let me say that again he made known his ways to Moses his acts his actions to the people of Israel the people now hear this knew the acts a c t s the acts of Yahweh Moses knew his ways there's a difference I don't want to just know about what God does I want to know him Paul prayed that I might know him and the power of his resurrection Philippians 3:10 under the prophets we read these words no need to turn there Isaiah 1: Verse one, the vision of Isaiah, it goes on, "Hear, O heavens, verse two, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken, children have reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me, the ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crypt, but Israel does not know, My people do not understand. Hear that. Israel does not know. know what? No God. My people don't understand. Jeremiah 4 for my people are foolish for my people are foolish they know me not under the old covenant not everybody in Israel knew God they knew about him they knew what he required they knew his laws but they didn't know him for my people are foolish they know me not God says they are stupid children can you believe God says that yeah he says that for they have no understanding they are wise in doing evil but how to do good they know not so we've seen Isaiah we've seen Jeremiah another prophet was Hosea chapter 4 let me simply read verse 1 hear the word of the Lord O children of Israel for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land there is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land there it is no knowledge of God that's the knowledge That the people didn't have the knowledge of god they didn't know god do you realize back then as now it takes the work of the holy spirit in the heart of a man for someone to know god you and i know this as parents we can think you know right thing in then of course right thing out no not unless the holy spirit does what only he can do in the heart he has to circumcise the heart. There's the hearing of the ear and there's the hearing of the heart. We can bring the Word of God to the ear. Only the Holy Spirit can bring the Word of God to the heart. Amen. But He's powerful to do it. We know it. Back to Hebrews chapter 8. I warned you we'd be back. There we are. And we have the promise of the new covenant. Verse 11. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. I read this and honestly, I get excited. Because this is the remedy for what was the issue in the Old Covenant. And all of these promises that we're reading from verse 6 onwards are connected the forgiveness of sins, the law written on minds and put in the heart. And god and the people being one i'm your god you're my people and this is the promise of the knowledge of god look at it again verse 11 you won't have to teach everybody around you in the new covenant know the lord everybody knows me they'll all know me they'll all know me what this is saying is that in the new covenant there will be unmediated knowledge god will teach his people the knowledge of himself god will put the knowledge of himself in his people did you catch that it's actually breathtaking god isn't sending an angel to do this gabriel got a job for you no this is all him he's not asking the greatest of all teachers I'm setting you aside you'll be the teacher for the entire body of Christ no 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 it's it's him and God uses teachers but when someone is in the New Covenant all of them every one of them have been taught by God how do we understand that it's because God puts the knowledge of himself inside everyone included among the New Covenant people now this knowledge is a sovereign act turn to matthew chapter 11 keep your place matthew chapter 11 want you to read familiar words of jesus i remember reading about jesus and thinking he was of a certain type and he just was this gentleman and he just brought the gospel and parables to everyone because he hoped that people would understand him and then you read his commentary on his parables and he said (coughs) To, to you it's been given but to them outside uh, this just increases their judgment i'm saying this so they don't hear i'm saying this so they don't get it and you think I, uh, I, i'm not sure i understand that it. no it's, it's pretty clear uh, he, he made it clear and jesus actually rejoiced about god not only revealing things but hiding things i remember reading these words we're about to read and thinking i'm not sure i like that and i realized eight months from now i could look at the same verse the verse wasn't going to change if anyone's got to change it's me i've got to learn to like what god likes rather than say i don't like that no no excuse me god's not going to show up in your court and try to explain himself you're on trial god isn't i say that with a smile look at this verse 25 Matthew eleven twenty-five. 25 at that time Jesus declared I thank you father Lord of heaven and earth oh what is he thanking his father for that you've hidden these things from the wise do you know to hide something is activity that means the father is hiding and Jesus is thanking the father for hiding something what is he hiding the knowledge of God You've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. I looked at that and thought, how is that gracious? That goes against all my sense of democracy. And then I realized it's a kingdom, not a democracy. Jesus is not hoping for your vote in November or any day of the year he's already King he can't be voted out of office such was your gracious will this is Jesus oh thank you father that you've hidden it from them oh that's awesome I love that and then you revealed it to children oh how gracious is that it gets worse verse 27 all things have been handed over to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son oh, what are we talking about we have to know god and jesus says uh sorry no one knows the son except the father no one knows the father except the son that speaks of exclusivity we don't like that We need to know God I want to know God and Jesus said sorry no one knows the son except the father no one knows the father except the son how is this the case because there are people who know God those who know their God shall be strong and do exploits book of Daniel says we are called to know our God but Jesus said no one knows the the son except the father no one knows the father except the son how do we explain that well here we have to make a distinction just as it is a woman's right to change her mind right fellas we're on the way to one restaurant she says oh I think I'd rather go here and you say as a as a husband yes dear just as it's a woman's right to change her mind it's the the theologians task to make distinctions what we do here is make a distinction here's the distinction only the son knows the father infinitely only the father knows the son infinitely because he's infinite in wisdom the members of the trinity know each other member of the trinity infinitely and guess what we are always going to be finite creatures and we'll never get to infinite knowledge and so jesus is right to say. Only the son knows the father only the father knows the son it's actually very profound only the father knows the son infinitely only the son knows the father infinitely it's in a dimension we'll never get to as much as we will grow in our knowledge of God and even for eternity of eternity of eternity we'll never have infinite knowledge just as you can't get all of the atlantic ocean in a 16 ounce bottle you can't get all there is to know of god inside our human brains and you either get comfortable with that and get comfortable with mystery or you miss the god of the bible a god you can say he's six foot tall and he's three feet wide and he looks like this and i've got him all handled that's not the god of the bible he's beyond us he's infinite and he is glorious but jesus hasn't finished talking there's infinite knowledge and infinite delight and infinite love between the members of the godhead father son and holy spirit they know all about each other member and they delight in it and that was the overjoy of creation oh as father son and holy spirit interacted with one another let's overflow in creation let us make man in our image according to our likeness So, what about us? Well, all know God as Creator. You remember reading in Acts, uh, excuse me, Romans chapter 1, that. The wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about god is plain to them because god has shown it to them for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made made so that they are without excuse one man said it this way god doesn't believe in atheists He's made his knowledge, the knowledge of himself, known in creation. Everybody knows there's a God. And although they knew God as creator, they knew him realizing he has to have all power to make all of this. The heavens declare the glory of God. You may deny it, but they're declaring it. They're shouting it. You have to suppress that knowledge because God has given that knowledge to every man, boy, and girl. Every woman. All of us. According to him he's made his existence and power known and that knowledge gets through it penetrates and we know it to be true however this knowledge is not saving it's what we call general revelation what we get from creation what we can observe it's not saving we need something more to be saved we need in fact what that gives us that kind of knowledge gives us just enough knowledge to condemn us to be saved we need more than general revelation we need what is called special revelation which is the scripture second timothy 3 15 we normally quote 16 15 says the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in jesus christ we need to know how to be saved and it's through faith in jesus christ and creation won't get you there you need the scripture and that's why god has revealed it back to matthew eleven twenty seven. 27 all things have been handed over to me by my father no one knows the, uh, the son except the father no one knows the father except the son and look at this and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him if you're saved it's because of god's choice it's sovereign god reveals the knowledge of god savingly to whom here's where i'm going to everyone in the new covenant all he's chosen for salvation there's coming a time when he will reveal himself to them fully now in the new covenant we have finite knowledge because we're finite creatures we can't contain the infinite but ladies and gentlemen it's true knowledge Imagine a father standing over a baby, a newborn baby in the crib. He says all kinds of things. He has no way of understanding anything he says. Daddy loves you. Hey, little sweetheart. So good to meet you. The baby doesn't know what is being said, but something's being communicated that is true. What's that? Daddy loves you. This is a safe place. You're welcome here, you're wanted and all of that is true now the father could be ridiculous and talk about trigonometry it's trigonometry over the crib she's not going to get that either but if he smiles and gives the multiplication table seven times seven is 49 little sweetheart she doesn't understand a word of it but she understands her father's love now get this When you're in the new covenant, the Father reveals Himself so that every child of His says, Abba, Father, because He's revealed Himself. Not 88%, not 72%, not 98%, 100% of the people of the new covenant cry out, Abba, Father, I know You. It's beautiful. God stoops, God Condescends if he told us anything he knows with his infinite knowledge, it'll be over our heads, we wouldn't get it. So he stoops to speak in anthropomorphic language, (laughs) mankind kind of language, in the form that men and women, boys and girls can understand. If God spoke with the knowledge, oh God, why did this happen? and he just then speaks (coughs) speaks <coughs> and we'd say what was that that's his infinite knowledge we'd never grasp a thing and so he condescends and speak to us speaks to us in his knowledge and his here's, here's what I want us to grasp everything he communicates is true and it's reassuring I don't know what's going on in the Middle East he does and that gives me peace I'm king of the nations that's all you need to know All things will work together for your good yeah but not this thing yeah this thing all things and so we read the promises of god and we're in touch with the god who means every word he's spoken to us and will fulfill that promise none of his words will ever fall to the ground the true child of god knows him truly go to john chapter 6. Read verse thirty-seven. Jesus was looking at a group who didn't believe in him. They professed faith, but he wasn't buying it. We understand this, don't we? We're not saved by the profession of faith merely. We're saved by the possession of faith, having what we profess. And they said, "We believe in you." Verse fourteen said that. We, isn't this the one? This is the one who's the prophet is to come into the world. Jesus was not buying that. You don't believe he just said look at verse 37 all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I'll never cast out for I've come down from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him who sent me this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he's given me but raise it that's the entire group up on the last day for this is the will of my father that everyone who looks on the son and believes in him should have eternal life and I'll raise him up on the last day wonderful promises Let's go to verse 44 for the sake of time jesus then in the same breath said this no one can come to me speaking of ability unless the father who sent me draws him and i'll raise him up on the last day the one drawn is drawn so well so powerfully that that drawing results in their salvation being raised up on the last day this is in full accord with what we've read in jeremiah When he puts the fear of himself in our hearts we will be with him forever we'll serve him forever so that we do not depart from him and we're if drawn going to be raised up on the last day but look at verse 45 it's written in the prophets and they will all be taught by god have you seen that sometimes we stop at verse 44 keep reading keep reading verse 44 it's right in line with what we're reading in hebrews 8 there's a consistency through the whole bible they will all be taught by god quoting the old testament everyone who has heard and learned from the father comes to me so you and i see someone coming to the Son. the commentary of the holy spirit on that is the father was teaching them might have been just eight seconds before they came But he taught them a lesson and they got it everyone who's heard and learned from the father comes to me stare at those words in your bible and marvel the one who comes to christ savingly has been taught by god he's heard he's learned from the father well did they see the father no but they got the message and he did it unmediated he taught without an angel a Bible teacher now they may have been used in the process the Word of God may have come forth but the Holy Spirit superintended those words and a lesson went into the heart and mind of a man it's mind-blowing God himself does the teaching without mediation I've studied these things for years. I have not seen this till this week. I'm in the kingdom. You're in the kingdom because the Father took it personally to teach you who Jesus is, who He is, and teach you the knowledge of God. That's why you're in the kingdom. And you got the message and suddenly I get what I couldn't get before. I've heard the message 84 times. But this 85th time, somehow, I get it. What happened? The Father taught you. Could be the first time you heard could be the 85th time faith comes through the means of preaching the word of god hearing the word of god do you realize if you're in the kingdom god has taught you directly back to hebrews that phrase that we've read and they will all be taught by god that we just read in john 6 is a quotation from isaiah fifty four thirteen. all your children shall be taught by the lord taught by yahweh hear these words from jeremiah 24 as you are on the way to hebrews 8 verse 7 i'll give them a heart to know that i am the lord i'll give them a heart to know to know that i am the lord and they shall be my people and i will be their god oh haven't we heard that before for they shall return to me with their whole heart so when you return to god when you come to god when you come to christ god gave you the heart god gave you a lesson god taught you here's what i want to get to god gives his new covenant people a heart to know him question for you you're in hebrews you're looking at the verses how many know him in the new covenant all If you said all that's correct if you said everyone that's correct there's a difference between the esv and the nasb is conveying the same thing all everyone everyone in the new covenant knows god in the old covenant not so those circumcised we've already read they did not know me they were circumcised which was the sign of the covenant but not everyone knew him and that's the contrast with the new covenant all know god look at it they shall not teach each one his neighbor each one his brother saying know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest this is so clear we've got to have help to misunderstand this over the years we've had a lot of help look at john chapter 17 john chapter 17 Oh, fasten your seat belts. Here we go. This is Jesus in what we call his high priestly prayer. The night before his crucifixion, in Hebrew terms, it was the same day. Their day begins at sunset. So the same day he was crucified, he's praying. That's what the high priest did in Israel. They interceded and then they made atonement. Jesus, as the high priest, did the same when Jesus has spoken these words he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour has come glorify your son that the son may glorify you by the way that is one of the many many proofs of Jesus divinity in the Gospel of John how is that the case well think about it in human terms could Ezekiel pray that prayer as I go out and proclaim your message glorify Ezekiel today you know that doesn't sound right no John the Baptist glorify John the Baptist today but Jesus could say glorify your son because he's God and it's right for God to be glorified since you've given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you've given him this is a constant theme in John the father gives a people to the son the son comes and lives and then dies for them and then the Holy Spirit applies that redemption to those same group of people those whom the father has given to him and this is eternal life stop there stop there jesus is about to give us his definition of eternal life what he's not going to talk about is freedom from taxes eternal golf courses where you always get a hole in one three holes holy 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 no this is eternal life what's jesus definition that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent this is jesus definition of eternal life everyone who believes has eternal life that's the message but what is eternal life according to jesus it's knowing god everyone in the kingdom has eternal life and they all know god that's the message what a consistency we see is that your definition the true knowledge of God and his son Jesus Christ eternal life is knowing God and all in the New Covenant have this knowledge all everyone just being open and transparent this is one of the reasons why I'm not a Presbyterian Presbyterian baptized infants because they are belonging to believers because they see these infants as members of the covenant you watch what they say you read what they say why would we baptize infants because they're members of the covenant but they admit they may not know the lord they hope at some point they'll make a profession of faith and possess what has been professed about them by their parents but do you see do you see this violates a basic premise of the new covenant all in the new covenant know him savingly these precious babies don't know God and our prayer is that one day they will do so that one day God will do an inward work but just as someone being born to Christian parents does not guarantee them as true Christians members of the New Covenant the fact is all in the New Covenant know God no exceptions no one all all that the Father gives to Christ come to Christ they come through faith in Christ God takes the initiative circumcising the heart and he teaches and everyone he teaches emerges as a child of God through Jesus Christ there's no knowledge of God apart from Jesus Christ you can't get to God through Islam through Judaism through any other means but Jesus Christ I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me if you don't have the son you don't have the father also to deny Jesus Christ is to deny God do you remember this story in Matthew 25 of the five talent guy and the two talent guy and the one with five talents given to him by the master reproduced five more talents the one with two talents produced uh, two more talents let me quote what the one with the one talent said do you remember he didn't do anything with it didn't produce matthew twenty five twenty four for the sake of reference he also had received Who had received the one talent came forward saying master i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed so i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground did you hear the words i knew you to be a hard man that ladies and gentlemen was his problem false concept of god He'd not been taught of God all in the new covenant are taught by God they know God truly now once someone's a Christian do they know God fully no there's a lot to learn that's why God sets pastors and teachers and other ministries in the body of Christ so that we can all grow in our knowledge of him but everything the child of God knows about God regarding who he is is there at the moment of salvation they know him he's their father abba father i knew to him i knew you to be a hard man let me ask you how do you see god linda and i once met with a young lady who had a problem with god specifically god the father and we were at a, a restaurant and uh, i asked what do you think of jesus oh the, the lady said i've got no problem with jesus i said this read through the gospels again and I know you've read these gospels many times but just read it read through them one more time take note of the fact that when you're seeing Jesus say something or seeing Jesus do something you're seeing the father in action that's Jesus testimony I don't do a thing unless my father tells me to do it I don't say a thing until my father tells me to say it you can read of that in John 5:19 I can do nothing of my own accord what i see the father doing that i do john 14 31 i do as the father commanded me and i said this the father is a christ-like father so that jesus could say you've seen me you've seen the father they're not identical they're not the same person there's a distinction but you see the son in action you're seeing the father at work do you know it's set of free set of free to understand that to see jesus in action is to see the love of the father in action to see that when jesus does something this kind savior is sent by the father to be the kind savior for it was god who so love this world talking of the father that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life how does this relate to us have you been taught do you know who god is or is he a hard man to you ask god to reveal himself do you know that's a prayer he loves to answer and the fact that you might be praying that could well be the fact that god is behind that giving you a heart that wants the knowledge of the true god because by nature we don't want to know him we are comfortable with an idol we just don't want god or we don't want his gospel i remember a pastor telling me this story and it's always stayed with me of a lady who was converted reading a christian book i think it was a thursday or a friday brand new christian realized who jesus is understood the gospel what's the gospel that the father sent the son into the world who was born of a virgin lived a sinless life died an atoning death rose again from the dead and is now at the place of all authority so that anyone who believes in him repents and turns away from sin is saved now and forever that ladies and gentlemen is the gospel she believed it it was either a thursday or a friday saturday morning she's minding her own business there was a knock at the door and two ladies had their magazines from the watchtower organization jehovah witnesses she would never even read a single chapter of the bible in her life and the wolves were out this is worse than a drug dealer a drug dealer will just kill you A false teacher put you in hell forever well, what do you mean I, I i think i made my point they could bamboozle her with their knowledge of the bible that she hadn't even read actually they don't know their bibles well they know their magazines well and they have a false corrupted version new world translation anyway they could bamboozle her and they talked about the trinity and they could bamboozle her with well don't go and believe in the trinity and don't believe this and jesus isn't god and he's a created being and all of this oh she looked like she was vulnerable to the wolves but guess what she showed up the pastor told me she showed up on sunday never even known that she was converted didn't even know of her she came to church a bible preaching gospel preaching church on sunday And she said to the pastor i i I think i'm a christian i I don't know all the lingo but uh i came to christ on, on on friday and then these people showed up on saturday and you know pastor i i can't explain it but something inside said don't go with them don't follow them what they're saying is wrong guess what that was she'd been taught by the father she'd been taught by the father and jesus is not going to lose any of his true sheep he's never lost one he's never had to say it was a bad week i don't want to talk about phoenix but tucson was terrible lost 38 last week no he can report to his father of all you've given me i've lost nothing and I will raise it, the entire group, up on the last day. You are safe in the arms of Jesus because you've been taught by the Father. You, remember John 10? A stranger they will not follow. He's the good shepherd. And his sheep hear his voice. A stranger they will not follow. That's kind of exciting. something told me not to listen to them something told me she was taught by the father and everyone in the new covenant has this amazing privilege there's much more to learn that's why god put pastors and teachers in the body of christ to help us grow in the knowledge of god but be clear on this everyone in the new covenant knows the lord truly and permanently Hebrews 8 10 will close for this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord I'll put my laws into their minds I'll write them on their hearts nothing will be merely external it will be an internal operation I'll put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts i'll be their god they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying "Know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest the brand new christian and the elite theologian some people have the idea if you study too much you're liable to go into heresy no no not if you're a true child of god you're going to stay within the parameters. you're going to stay within what is called orthodoxy. You'll believe that there's one God, three persons, and that Jesus Christ is one person with two natures. You're going to believe in the substitutionary atonement of Christ, that he really died for sinners, in their place and bore his sins, in, uh, bore their sins in his body on the cross, First Peter 2:24, that he rose again from the dead but all of that's supernatural why do you believe it because I've been taught by the father the virgin birth you believe that in 2023 yes why I've been taught by the father so will every child of God they won't deny the supernatural just because man doesn't think it's possible with God it is absolutely possible with man no with God yes why do we do that why do we believe why do we keep on believing because we've been taught by the father who is it the elite theologian no the elite theologian can be saved and so can the brand new person who's never even seen a bible but here's the word of the lord because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god child of god your salvation is an extreme miracle you wouldn't have seen who jesus is unless the father personally, without mediation, taught you. To him be all the glory. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus. The fact that we see him in our hearts, though we've never seen him with our eyes. And we hear him with inward ears that will never show up under the microscope. Lord, we thank you we thank you that we've been taught by the father and have come to the son and by the power of the holy spirit will one day stand before our god giving all glory to you for our salvation and this is not the privilege of a few in the kingdom but all under the new covenant we thank you in jesus name